Welcome to another episode of the Jones Underground Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Jones, and... Sorry, guys. <laughs> it's me, Mrs. Jones. You know how somebody be you like, are you ready? And they steady talking. Don't, you know what? <laughs> Don't do me. Don't do me on this wonderful Valentine's Day. Yeah, we went ahead and did an episode of Valentine's Day. We had a few things. Oh, man. We needed to react to mainly the uh, Super Bowl halftime show. We know the game was pretty good, but that halftime show, I think it went like a few levels over the game. That is one of those halftime shows <laughs> where you would have missed the third quarter replaying that again. <laughs> uh, it was it was really good. It was I I'm gonna be honest. You know, nowadays everybody want to talk like they got something to say. But nothing comes out when they move their lips. Just a bunch of gibberish. You know, <laughs> these people thought they forgot about Dre. And they didn't. Because Dre came out and produced an amazing halftime show. When I say, I was like, first of all, they played every song you would have wanted to hear. Minus Kendrick Lamar while he was blackity black black up in there. It would have been nice to hear Humble, you know, at the same time. Or DNA. Mm-hmm. I got, I got, I got, you know, it would have been. But Mary J had to get out here and do her thing. And that would have, you know. But we are going to get into a relationship topic as well. It's called when you posting social media issues. On, when you, you post your issues on your social media. But we want to get into the halftime show of the Super Bowl. Now, granted, the Rams won. I said, you heard me say what it was going to be uh, on the last podcast. I said that Joe Burrow don't have no offensive line, and he may not even make it through the game. And when I say that came close, your boy had to get help off the field at one point because the Rams' D-line in that second half they just decided, hey, our offense ain't doing nothing, so we got to put the team on our backs and make it happen. Uh, my cat is acting like he ain't got no sense now that he's sitting on preoccupied. But I will get him <laughs> later. Um, Sit down, Grayson. But when I say outside the game, having a halftime show where they featured so many goats in the rap game, you know, and I mean goats, man. When we talk about Dr. Dre, goat producer. You talk about Snoop Dogg, legendary rapper. 50 Cent, legendary rapper. Eminem, one of the goats in the game. And kneel down when the NFL said, please don't do it. Now let's take a minute and let's talk about that. So, we got a lot of people on social media that are talking about his kneeling. Um, Half of the people are saying it had nothing to do with uh, Colin Kaepernick, it had everything to do with his paying tribute to Tupac during the time where, you know, Dre started playing Tupac, the song, Tupac song. And then some people are saying, no, it had to do with the fact that they told him he could not kneel and he did it anyway in defiance. So, quite honestly, it really, you know, it really doesn't matter, you know, you know, but even even with the situation as it is, I will say I think he kneeled because 
you know, he was being defiant to the, what the NFL was like. Nah, y'all can't do it, and he did it anyway. Now, but I think he was taking the stand, and that stand. Anytime anybody kneels, like if you white, black, Mexican, I don't care what it is. When you're kneeling during the NFL proceeding, whether it's a national anthem, and it don't even have to be a football game, but when you kneel during any situation where a national anthem is playing, you are taking the knee on social injustice. That's what that's about. And if someone tries to make it seem like anything different, man, you 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 don't you ain't you've been in a hole the whole pandemic. You've been in a hole the whole situation that George Floyd went down. And I know the NFL paid the Players Association a lot of money. They play they paid Jay Z and his people's a lot of money so that they can, you know, support the causes of social injustice and put more black faces in front of people. And I know the Super Bowl was the very first that you had where it was prominently, where rap and hip-hop culture was prominently displayed on it. Right. You know, not since Janet Jackson's situation happened, have we been showcased on this level. I know Beyonce had a couple of them, but it wasn't rap. It wasn't hip-hop. It wasn't this. It wasn't this. And even with that situation going down, this was distinct and it's just a message that went along with this this Super Bowl halftime show and I know they had some great ones the only thing that ever came close to this was Prince playing Purple Rain in the rain in Miami that's the only thing that's the only thing to me that came close no because there were a lot of Michael Jackson's um, um, and I watched I saw this today um, NFL did a, a recap of the best halftime shows. You had Michael Jackson. You had Prince. You had Beyonce and Bruno Mars. And, you know, these were top performances. So, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not saying that... Um, and then some would even say, you know, when when Justin Timberlake and... What's the name? Had they little mishap. Hey, and even with that, I'm going to still say, this halftime show, and I Twittered it and everything else, to me, this is the best of all time because not only did they give us a show that people that look like me could really understand and appreciate, but you gave us a show that's been, you know, in the, when it comes to the NFL, not the NBA, when it comes to the NFL, hip-hop culture has always been underneath the scene. They never really promoted the hip-hop culture. They never really embraced it. But for them them to not only do it, and I was thinking, you know, Dr. Dre is kind of old, Snoop is kind of old, 50 Cent is past his prime. He about a dollar. Right. You know, they was, was, oh, the means of 50 Cent came out, like, man, they thought he was going to fall. But even with that being said, you know, between her and Mary J looking like somebody's auntie out here, Mm -hmm. but she gave it to you. And that's the thing, man. These people gave it to you, Kendrick Lamar. So much she had to lay down at the end of the thing. Oh, man, she was tired. She was tired, y'all. But she put it out there. And that's the thing, man, when you have a show like that. And it's California. It's Los Angeles. And it's West Coast. And they do it. And I ain't even from, man. I I am not from Los Angeles. Uh, A lot of people in St. Louis hating on the Rams because they took them. But... 
two billion dollars at that table, y'all gotta move. Man, we if somebody put down two billion dollars to me and my family, we gotta go. Two billion dollars, you gonna be able to do what? Let's go. You know, same thing I'm doing here. Let's go. Shoot, you know, two billion. You don't need to get to that. But uh, five billion dollar stadium. And they put on a show for the ages. And I know everybody's full of, they hate Stan Concrete with Lord knows what. And they, you know, let's just be real. The Rams started losing. City wasn't really supporting the team, which is why they got sold to Stan Concrete in the first place. And even now with them being in Los Angeles, they spent the money they did what it took to win. Shout out to the Cincinnati Bengals. They played a good game. I hate that, you know, it went the way that it went for them as far as your quarterback being on, needing one yard on second and one and couldn't get it. And the defense, you know, wrapping him up all day long. Uh, Shout out to Jalen Ramsey who got, you know, beat on a touchdown that somebody actually pulled his face mask on and they didn't call that. And, um, People stop blaming the refs because that situation, if I put my hands on somebody in coverage, that's going to be called holding. I ain't supposed to grab nobody. Period. Stop it. Stop blaming the refs for the Super Bowl. This is one of the least penalized games, Super Bowls I've seen. And uh, to old dude that jumped on the field and didn't even have a uniform in the morning. Right. Go ahead and take whatever kind of penalty you're going to get. No, it ain't even take the penalty, bro. You're going to be playing for a whole new team next year. Right. <laughs> uh, but shout out to the game itself. It really held up to the building. Uh, shout out to, uh, you know, my man uh, Matt Stafford and, and Cooper Cup wheeled that last drive in. Yeah. They was like, look, man, you the only guy we got to throw to, Odell Beckham on the sideline crying. We need to make this happen. Yeah. And they made it happen. So we just gonna give a shout out to that Super Bowl halftime show. And yeah, I know to her it's like, yeah, you know, some other shows maybe. But. I mean, it was, it was. I mean, I think honestly, I think it was one of the best. I really do. But I do know that there are some others that are that are right up there as rivals. You know, I, I think it's been some years, but I think they they're still worth. You know, giving a talk about, and those are the ones that I mentioned. And, and I'm being real, I'm not even the biggest fan of rap. If you take my genres of music, I yeah. put uh, between gospel and neo soul, those are the two that I mostly deal with and listen to. Right. And then rap is behind them. Yeah. But even just saying that, just seeing them put so many top class rappers yeah. and artists on the stage and they made a whole house. Like, right, it was. It <laughs> was the, like a city. Because if you look at the ground, it was almost like neighborhoods. And shout out to Anderson Pack, man. Y'all need to mic this dude drums up, but he still came in there and did his thing. That's our dude right there. That's Anderson, our, Pack. Anderson Pack is my dude, man. I was, that's the only thing that could have made it better than that Silk Sonic, Sonic do one. That would have been, oh, oh. I, I almost screamed if when I realized that was him up there. I, I said, Oh my God, that's Anderson! <laughs> and then when Dre, when when Doctor Dre hit that keys, man, he hit that. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, Tupac better not pop up. A lot of people had that thought. Like, is he about Tupac somewhere? Talking about to walk out here? Like, and shout out to them even doing a nod to Tupac, man, and and and, and Doctor Dre even taking the time to. 
play keys because being real with some of the health issues that he had, I didn't know he had this in him. You know, to actually be walking from room to room, working the stage, going back and forth, playing the keyboard, then walking downstairs and back upstairs to finish up with Snoop Dogg. Man, that was... And shout out to Snoop Dogg, man. Snoop Dogg just cool. Even when he doing some stuff that I'm like, man, I don't... They just putting Snoop Dogg in here to get this money. And Snoop Dogg do it cooler than anybody else do it, man. And he was supporting this boy. He, he had that blue and that uh, gold on. Blue and gold. <laughs> that yeah. man looked oh, like yeah. Louis Vuitton Don out there, man. <laughs> <laughs> he, just looked, he just a cool dude, man. But yeah. Well, Snoop. That, it was a, it was an okay game. It wasn't too bad. Um, not the type of game I wanted to see. I, I definitely had my own picks and who I thought should make it, but... For what it was, it was a really good game. And, and the Bengals will be um, back next time. Sometimes you just got to take what a defense gives you. If they, if you can't throw the ball, but you run the ball good, just pound the ball. Pound the ball. Pound the rock on them. If it's going to save your quarterback and stop him from getting murdered out there, that's what you got to do. Uh, I know Cincinnati didn't want to do that game plan. They want to do some, you know, they want to attack them in their secondary, but... You can't throw the ball if your quarterback can't stay up, mister. You mm-hmm. can't do that. And for the Rams, y'all got this one. Y'all got this one. And you know what y'all didn't get? Touche. Tom Brady. Touche. <laughs> Tom Brady. Touche. Uh, but we're going to talk about a relationship topic that's near and dear to a few hearts out here. And we're we're not going to say no names because, you know, it was definitely shown to us what was going on. Let's just say that you are in a relationship and you're very prominent. And you post a problem in a relationship. Like, hey, a man should do such and such. Or a woman should be such and such. Now, you're posting this on your social media and, you know, it gives the optic that, you know, you're posting this about your relationship. You know, like, hey, it looks like this person may be having a problem or they're sending a subliminal message to their significant other. That's what the optics look like. So what happens when you, in your emotions, post a situation from your relationship and the the issues that they can cause, say when your significant other gets home, when they see it before you talk to them about it, that type of situation. Or you even get if, into it. or even if you you they sit right in front of you and you post it, <laughs> you know they just said something, did something, or they keep doing something to getting on your nerves, so you post something about it, you know, and they sit right next to you. You know, what happens when they look over at you and they cause they scrolling and they see your post, you know. I like it. <laughs> I just hit like. Uh, you funny. <laughs> you know, so the good thing I can say is, you know, we don't really have that issue because well, again, it you don't tend to have that, that type of issue when you have open communication. Now, can I say in the past, did we ever have it? We probably had one situation that could have been misconstrued incorrectly. 
But even outside of that, like, we typically very open. So, um... She said she was posting that about our girlfriend's relationship. I was. I was posting about a friend of mine's relationship. But at the same time, it could seem like I was talking about him. So, yeah. But you got to be careful of it. And even if it's brought to your attention, you got to be careful of it. And even more so than that, social media in itself... It's not meant for certain things. Some stuff just don't need to be put out there. You know what I'm saying? I have thank thankfully been able to change up my social media. Like I literally don't I don't necessarily post every single day. And if I do post, like most of my posts are pretty general, like maybe a funny just a funny meme or something randomly. Maybe occasionally I post my cats or something about us, but we keep it really general. Like, I don't, I, some, you know, if you are somebody that tends to be more emotional, then you, yeah, you need to watch what you do. Watch what you post. The worst thing in the world is for you to post something, you know, you, you're, you're being indirect and you're trying to send subliminal messages or, you know, or you're trying to be passive about what you're, what you're doing. And you're putting these messages online and you think people don't know what you're saying, you know, and it's like people aren't dumb. So let's just get that straight. Your husband, even if it's your husband or your wife, if you're making a post about something, something that is very close to what has transpired in your home, they're going to know. So stop this the game because even making the post is a part of the game because now you're trying to manipulate their intelligence as if they don't, you know, oh, this ain't about you. But the, the truth of the matter is, is you know who it's about. But let me play devil's advocate, because I'm I'm really good at doing that. Yes, and I you take are. the counterpoint. So, so let's say uh, somebody's, you know, let's say you a dude. You're, you know, because we, we always putting women up, because it seems like, you know, that's the issue. But you a guy, your guy tell you he think his girl cheating on you. And, you know, as a guy, your your friend, your, you know, your brother's telling you that he's going through some stuff. So you make a, you go on your social media and post about, you know, if women going to cheat, they just need to do this. They, they just need to leave you instead of cheating. Now, you ain't talked to your wife about the situation. You ain't said nothing about it to nobody. You just went ahead and posted this stuff. Right. Now, number one, your brother who also follows you on the social media is looking at you making posts like this. Right. And at some point, he can, you know, he's looking because eyes are looking at your posts. And if you talk to him, he's thinking you're posting his business out. Second, your wife starts asking you questions saying, hey, do you think I'm cheating on you? Right. You know, because, you know, maybe she was working late or maybe she took a night out with the girls maybe and she didn't have you come. Maybe I've been feuding lately about time maybe spending I've had together. Issues and and, and yeah. so now she's asking you questions because what you posted out there, being honest, is just not a good look. Oh. See, what you don't, and, and we're talking about this pastor kind of preached on this a little bit at church. When you are going out for jobs and they are taking out loans and stuff like that, it's not hard for somebody to look up 
your Instagram or your Facebook or your right. Twitter to see what you've been posting about. Right. So when you go in and you're being a social media warrior out here mm-hmm. where you basically posting this drama all the time, then guess what they're going to start looking at? Right. And sometimes it's not even drama. If you just out here, you know, you, you just out here for these streets in your uh, comments or whatever else. Now, some people, like, if you in these streets, you in these streets, and it's not about you. It's about us people that have to go work an office job, nine to five, have to put on a shirt and, and, and pants and, and do what we have to do to make a living. And these posts that you posting can cost you opportunities. I know everybody want to uh, support their team or when you feeling emotional or you get in an argument, you want to, you know, you want to give your case. But the problem is, what is people agreeing with you on social media going to do for you? Instead, maybe why don't you have a confidant that you can talk to where it can stay between you guys? Maybe get some therapy on the situation. Maybe do it that way. But the issue is, if you're posting personal information, especially personal drama information on social media... All it's doing is giving you the wrong attention looking your way. And all they're going to do is think that this person, first of all, you're not discreet. Right. You don't really have discipline. You got your heart on your sleeve. And if you get in the situation, then guess what you're going to do? You're going to speak out. Right. <laughs> you're going to be the first one. Rah, 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 rah. Exactly. And the thing is, people don't want to be somebody who can't, who can't chill out, who, who don't have no chill, who who don't have no composure when it, things get tough. Because what happens if you go to a job and you get into it with your supervisor? Uh, are you going to be the wrong, he got the wrong one today? <laughs> or, right. or are you going to keep your composure, chill out, and then send an email to HR and let them know what's going on? Your composure, and when I say it comes across all platforms, because a lot of people do this. They be on social media one way. When you meet them, it'd be a completely different situation. Right. I done seen people sitting in B&Ws and then come to find out they working at <laughs> the McDonald's around the corner or whatever else, riding in the Buick Century. We know people. We all know somebody that's like that. We've seen people shot dead for uh, posting pictures of guns and money on their Instagram and Somebody see them and come look for them because of that. And this person is what was that what seventeen years old? Yeah. What didn't want no gangster or nothing. He just thought it looked cool. With, and and the people that really knew him, knowing that he wasn't about their life, but thought he really did have his money, came looking for him to rob him. And killed this little boy, and he didn't even have nothing. So it's like. Don't let the social media, you posting your feelings, you want to be like everybody else. Don't let that really steer you into stuff that, you know, have you ask you, you know, have you talking to your wife the other way. You know, you don't want to want to put your business, especially your personal business. When the doors of your house close, if you got a problem with your wife, she should be the first one you talk to about it. Out that right. If your wife got a problem with you, she ain't got to post it on social media. She can, mine, mine come to me about it. I may defend my position, but guess what? Eventually, I'll, hey, look, I'm sorry. And, and We're going to work the situation out. And if you take it to them and they don't 
and they don't agree or you have an issue like that, it's okay to calmly just leave it alone. Go in another room. Let yourself decompress. Because the truth of the matter is you can't force somebody to see it your way. And that's something that, you know, as married folks, you have to learn. I'm learning it. I'm sure my husband's learning it. But you're going to have to learn it at some point. There's going to be times where y'all just simply don't see eye to eye. Now, it doesn't mean that because y'all don't see eye to eye that either, either person can just continue in whatever they want to do. You revisit it when you both have taken time to really think about it. Or, you know, you revisit that situation, at least to make sure that both parties are okay. But even with that being the case, you move in however way, you know, God or your counselor or maybe therapist that you're working with, or you guys and yourselves decide to move in. But you don't do it on social media. And that and to me, I just feel like social media is not the place where you do it. Now, at the same time, Let's talk about the, the other side of all of this. That you don't realize that, you know, especially marriages, I believe that, you know, Satan does not like to see marriages work and, and, and make it. And and sometimes and people are the same way. Some people literally just don't like seeing it. You know, they see somebody married and they want to, everything. It's, it's, they're going to down marriage. They're going to tell you everything negative about it. They're going to, you know, they're going to bring up your past. You know, it, it, there are people that will do that. But the truth of the matter is, is when you're married, you have to protect that. You have to protect that before you protect anything else. Before I care about what this person or that person is doing or feeling you protect your marriage. Why am I saying this? Because when you go on social media and you put messages like that, you send out a, a image to other people that maybe there's some trouble at home. And if there's somebody that wants to take an opportunity to go in or bring up, you, you know, Hey, I heard this was going on. Your girl or, this, you know, so your girl was doing, you know what I'm saying? Or or maybe somebody that's just wanting to be a troublemaker because some people literally live for moments like that. You you know, you you open your marriage up to, you know, or relationship up to a situation that, that you both don't need, which is other people coming in and sowing bad seeds. Not only that. Some people, not everybody following you on your social media is your friend. That's Some right. people are literally, you know, it's entertaining just to look for the tea in the comment section. Yeah. Or some people follow you just to be able to, you know, some people literally follow other people to see what they're doing so that they can somehow know, oh, there's trouble in paradise over there. It's just so that they can feel good. If you if you possibly fail, then they will get it gives them a front a no, front seat some people, some people, on your failure. No, because some people are when I say some people, some people are going I don't care. It's it's Tuesday. You already know what they finna post on Tuesday. Before it even gets there. Mm -hmm. You already know as soon as this happened, or you could even have a 
you first of all, I shouldn't even know nothing about you because of your Facebook. But if I know this much about you and your Facebook, how you feel about this, how you feel about that, how you feel about your relationship, and if it's going in and out, or your man having issues or not, whatever. If I know that from following you or you being in the feed on Facebook, and I've had to unfollow a few people that, you know, put those subliminal relationship type stuff out there, guess what? That's going to be a whole situation. And I don't, I just choose not to be entertained by the negativity no more. Right. Even to the point of like, I, I know me personally, because one time I had made a post and the post was about somebody that I was close to, but I had made the post because it seemed like it was something that, you know, more people were dealing with. But even with that, I had to get myself out of the habit of doing it. And then people, and because because at the same people, time will, is, people will DM me like, is everything okay? Is you and your wife's situation good? Right. Or even then, the people that, that you might be talking about may get in contact with you and feel some kind of way. Because you post you know what I'm saying? Because they know, they're like, wow, that situation sounds way close to what I'm going through. Right. You know what I'm saying? So you just want to make sure that you can, that you are always displaying integrity in what you do and that, you know, you're not. You're not shaming or, or or tarnishing your witness with other people. That people, when they see what you do, now some people are going to expect you to be X, Y, and Z before they even know you, and you can't change that. But then the people that you do interact with more regularly, when they see you, it should match what you do on, on, your, on your social media. If you messy on social media, but you in, in front of folks talking about something, oh, hi, trying to be all nice and stuff, they gonna know you full of crap because they gonna be like, but your social media though. Oh yeah. You know what I'm know. saying? So so it's about being genuine. It's about being honest, and it's about being direct. You know, especially on a day like this of Valentine's Day, it's sad that people are feeling some kind of way like that. Yeah. Especially if you are in a marriage or relationship. You know, I know that you have ups and downs and stuff. And let's just talk marriage right now because I don't like going into the whole relationship thing. Why? Because quite honestly, relationships are meant to have ups and downs. And you know why? They're they're meant to have a little, a, a different style of ups and downs. It's because you're not married to the person. You have a, both of you are still in the deciding, the deciding stage. So it's going to be topsy-turvy a little bit. And, and there is going to be some, some you know, stuff here and there. But let's just talk marriage. If you're in a marriage and you're feeling as though that person does not hear you, they don't understand you, they're not listening to you, or they don't appreciate you, or all of the above, say something. Don't tell Facebook. Don't tell your friends. Tell <laughs> them. Instagram. Tell them. The only people that you should be telling is them and God. And I'm going to be quite honest. And maybe a therapist if you if you are, are in therapy or something like that where you have a counselor. counselor. But but the thing is, it's like if you tell them and they're not doing nothing. And you tell them and they still don't do anything. Time goes by. You tell them again and they still don't do anything. Then guess what? Then you need to let them know, hey. Here's where I am with us right now. I've been talking about this thing for a while. 
you are still, I feel disrespected and I can't, you know, I, I don't think you understand and I can't deal with this. So one or two things needs to happen. You know, we need to either continue doing some extensive counseling or we need to, whatever it is y'all come up with. But that's the way to do it. You know, be prayerful about it. I mean, you get more stuff done in prayer. And I'm going to tell y'all, we know this for a fact. You know, we've been, we've been praying. <laughs> we've been praying for our home, for our life, for our children, for our family. And God has really been moving. So we know that prayer works. If you take it to God, I promise you, it, it will get better. But a lot of times people want to fix it themselves. So don't let that be you. Don't let yourself get sucked into the um, the social media frenzy that's going on where people are airing out their their, their situations. And then people are killing themselves off of what's on that too. That too. Very good Because they feel pressured and everything else. But right. I just want to say that, you know, number one, you know, we just want to take everything to God and care in Christ and, you know, try to pray. I know it's tough, you know, get help you know the main thing is just get help be communicative try to put everything on the table and and do what you can from there um just a few housekeeping things that we got coming up we will be uh promoting the podcast on the platforms i know it's been a minute because uh, we've been busy taking care of the business but we will be promoting the podcast um along with some other things uh, shout out to Lifetime. They did a Janet Jackson uh, documentary, so we will be reacting. We're on episode. We just saw episode three, so when we get through with episode four and get rid of Philo, uh, <laughs> we will we will definitely give our reaction on that. Um, did you have anything? Any? No, I, I like the series that we're watching now. Um, so when we do address that, I can't wait. Um, lastly, I will say again, I know with everything we talked about, it is Valentine's Day. So I want to end on a sweet note and I want to tell everyone out there, happy Valentine's Day. Um, I was talking with someone earlier this morning, well, no names, but um, about how you know, Valentine's Day is treated and how people that are single are treated on Valentine's Day um, versus other days. And, you know, really one thing that I just, you know, had, was saying was that, you know, Valentine's Day, although it is, it is a holiday, it's just a day. It really is just a day. And if you, if you're single, take that time to treat yourself good like you do any other day. Love yourself just like you would on any other day, you know, and if you're married, you know, while you love your husband, while you love your wife, you know, if you ain't got it, don't go out here and, and lose, lose all your, your money and your savings trying to do something that you may not have the ability to do. If it's just cooking for that person and looking him in the eyes and saying, I love you, do it. You know, I think people make a big, a big hoorah out of it. I mean, I do love, I mean, any woman likes Valentine's Day. They want to feel special. They want to feel like this. But what I am saying is, is that, you know, let's, let's be a little easy with people. Let's, let's, you know, show a little more love and a lot less uh, stuff. 
because I think it's it's about what can I show, what can I, you know, put out here. Oh, let me let all of Facebook or all of the world know that I'm walking into a room full of pedals. I'm single. You know what I'm saying? Or let me let everybody know that I'm single. I'm looking for someone. Or you know, because right now I'm, I'm independent and. And and my son is my prince. He's my king. I can tell you, you know, right now. If no. I wanted to come out with the Jones Underground guy at the cuffing season, no, stop. This no, would be where not. this no. would be where the money at. Because it's it's pointless. But see, but we are promoting that. First, you gotta love. You know, we ain't saying that. Hey, you can't grow in a relationship, and that you you can't evolve while you're with someone because you can. But not everybody is able to be in a relationship. And if you're not able to be in a relationship until you do, love on yourself. Date yourself. Treat yourself. You ain't got to be with somebody if that's not what the situation is. And I just, you know, I was talking to one, I was talking to my son, teenager guy, whatever, and, you know, let them know. If you got somebody that's being flaky, you ain't got to be with somebody that don't know if you the one yet. Don't know if he's willing to come through yet. If somebody don't know about you, not for sure about you, or whatever else, be sure about yourself. You right. know, you ain't got to, you know, if, if somebody, either they like you or they don't like you. But, you know, that's... But, if we <laughs> us, but that's, that takes us to the whole other thing because that's the, that literally, that statement is the problem that we're having is that people have this tendency to not be able to accept the fact that it's one or the other. Right. They feel like, just like in the marriages, where you feel like you got to make that person understand what you, or make them agree with what you're saying. It's just like that. People feel like, no, you have to like me. You know what I'm saying? Or no, you have to be here with me. Or no, you have to. Oh, really? People can do whatever they want to do. And as long as you are loving yourself and you are giving and presenting your best self, if they don't, let it go. It's okay. Because if you don't want you, who else will? I know that's right. So, again, happy Valentine's Day. I hope you all had a wonderful day and night. We did. We had a good night doing the things that we do. And yeah, we, can. <laughs> <laughs> we yeah we did we celebrated over the weekend as well so um and that was wonderful so we again you know however you are celebrating we hope you all have a good a good uh evening and thanks again for tuning in you got anything else hey just like i said we're gonna be putting our bumps back out we're gonna get to we're going to get to doing this work, putting this work in for you. We do thank you for listening and thank you for supporting us. And, we, you know, we just appreciate each and every one of you, especially uh, the, the OG listeners and the new listeners coming on board. Yeah. Well, bye, guys. Have a good night. God bless, and we'll see you next time.